This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we talk District 5 and 6 athletics week in, week out. My name is Brandon Bainey. We are joined by our East Idaho expert, Sean Kane. What's up, Sean? Hey, you know, I just, you know, people have Facebook, right? And you have your Facebook memories. So I'm going to give you my Sean Kane f- Facebook memory from seven years ago. <laughs> okay. Um, it's And it's a birthday of one of my former players, Josh Goodwin. And he won three state titles in singles and also got Century the first um, ever team title in boys. But that's Sean Kane's Facebook memory of today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Um <laughs> I very rarely look at that, but today it came up and I'm like, maybe I'll just start looking at, and there's usually a lot of bad memories where I was saying stuff about the bears, but I won't share those. But, um, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to look at my memories on, on the days I do podcasts to see if there's anything. Cause I, I'm always kind of into sports just to kind of see what um, was going on. So that, that was my memory today. It's, it's his birthday. So I wanted to give him a shout out. He's a good friend. Um, and, uh, a big time athlete played at ISU um all four years for their tennis team and uh he lives in Kalispell Montana now but that's my memory of the day cool uh (laughs) yeah it's uh it's uh, always nice when you can give a birthday shout out on the prep cast. Um, I, of course, am a big sports fan as well. You're getting casual Brandon today. I'm wearing my Boston Red Sox t-shirt uh, in lieu of the uh, in, in honor of the baseball playoffs. The first team has already advanced to the next round, the Texas Rangers. So there you go. Yeah, that was on last night, right? Yeah, so they played yesterday, and then they played again today, and they already swept the three-game series. They won the first two games, so they are moving on, and there are lots of teams moving on through the postseason, Sean. We talked about last week, District Golf uh, was taking place. Uh, We had a couple of results to share, but then we mentioned that some of the other district tournaments were still taking place after we had finished recording, but we wanted to update everybody uh, ahead of state, which is this weekend up in North Idaho. Um, let's start at the, uh, just a rehash for a district five Preston boys century girls are your team title winners joining them in the four a ranks from district six. This happened after we recorded last week, uh, the skyline boys and the Idaho falls girls, won district championships. So congratulations. Yeah. Nice job there. Um, taking the big trip up North. <laughs> That's right. And then, uh, at the five, a level, uh, the district five, six, uh, golf tournament was held last week as well. Your team champions on the boys side, it was thunder Ridge on the girls side Highland, your individual champions on the girls side, Pretty clear cut. It was Becca Mon from Highland. She shot an 81 to get the win. Uh, the boys' individual title was pretty crazy, Sean. You had a tie for first between Mason Dorman of Madison along with Thunder Ridge's Buzz Lindsay. They both shot a 70. Dorman wins the playoff. He's your district champ. Yeah, it's uh, pretty exciting. That I, I love the playoff hole in golf. It's got to be the most exciting thing right because probably everyone's done so you probably get everyone being able to watch that and it's pretty fun that also happened for district five um between julian bowie and the and the player from um preston too so two playoffs in east idaho uh to win that individual district championship pretty exciting 
Yeah, and, and then not only, you know, so Dorman and Lindsay both shot a 70, and then a pair of Highland teammates were right behind at 71, Seth Floyd and Jackson Harding. They both shoot a 71. So you're talking about the top four golfers all separated by one stroke. That yeah. is cutthroat. Yeah, and, it, you know, just the difference, right? Thunder Ridge wins 300 strokes, and Highland boys come in second with 303. So it couldn't have been any closer <laughs> and and then madison was at 306, 306 so yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was very tightly contested boys uh championship there in golf so uh good luck to all of our east idaho golfers again the 4a state golf tournament taking place at the university of idaho golf course in moscow and the 5a uh, state golf tournament taking place at the lewiston country club we will have state golf results for you next week on the prep cast, but Sean, the postseason has also started in soccer. We had boys and girls district tournament matches Tuesday, October 3rd, which means it's district tournament bracket time, which means if you are watching this prep cast on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page, I'm going to share my screen, put the brackets up on the screen and you can follow along there. If you're listening audio only at idahosports.com or wherever you download your prep uh, podcast, it's all good. Uh, we've got all the district brackets uh, on the homepage at idahosports.com. You can follow along that way. Where, where do you want to start, Sean? I'll let you choose boys soccer or girls soccer. Let's go boys. Okay, so we'll start with boys soccer. Let me get it teed up here. And let's start with tournaments that actually took place yesterday. So we'll start at Class 4A, District 5. This is the Southeast Idaho Conference where Century is your number one seed. Pocatello is the two. Preston is the three. Pocatello hosted Preston on Tuesday at Irving Middle School. The Thunder get the two to one win, which sets up the winner's bracket showdown on Thursday, the 5th between Century and Pocatello. Preston will play the loser of that match in a loser out contest. This is a one bid league to state, Sean. Now, Century has been the dominant team all throughout the regular season, but in soccer, all it takes is one slip up in one match and you could be sitting home. Uh, yeah, and we've, we've seen that happen a lot of times. The number one seed in soccer doesn't make it, right? Because just one bad game, one penalty kick, one goal. Um, that's it. And you know, you gotta like, you gotta love uh, postseason soccer because um, sometimes the best team doesn't necessarily win, and kind of makes it exciting. But um, it'll be a pretty exciting uh, game Thursday at Century as as they play for the thirtieth time or whatever it is. <laughs> but um, you know, it'll, it'll it'll be it'll be fun. Um, Centuries had Pocatello's number this year. They've beaten them by multiple goals um, each game. But who knows? You know, you never know in soccer when it gets to the postseason, and you just never know what's going to happen. So that that'll be an interesting matchup for sure. Yeah, with Century, uh, you know, they ended up getting wins over Pocatello by scores of four nothing and six nothing. They've also swept Preston this year by scores of eight to two and three nothing. So, you know, Century is the favorite here. A lot of seniors on this year's Diamondbacks team. Um, you know, players like uh Tyson Price and Brody Stanton and 
Uh, they've got Gianni Alvarez and Gabe Dickerson, and this is a good group of seniors at Century. We'll keep an eye on it. Century plays Pocatello Thursday the 5th in what we, we would call the, the undefeated semifinal, yeah. if you will. Um, also starting yesterday was the Class 3A District 5 tournament. Sean, American Falls is your number one seed. They get to host the district tournament. Everybody's got to come to American Falls to play these matches. This is no surprise. American Falls, a very good team this year. They're the one seed. The two seed is Marsh Valley. Aberdeen is three. Snake River is four. We have the opening round of matches on Tuesday, October 3rd. American Falls shuts out Snake River 9-0. Marsh Valley nips Aberdeen, or excuse me, Aberdeen nips yeah. Marsh Valley 2-1. to one. So we've already got a quote-unquote upset. And so that sets up loser out game Thursday, October 5th in American Falls, Snake River against Marsh Valley. And then on the winner's side, you got the Beavers up against Aberdeen. Boy, American Falls and Aberdeen. Those two don't know each other well, do they? That's a hop skipping away, right? So yeah. that'll be a that'll be a good match. At least Aberdeen doesn't have to travel very far. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it, it's really close. So um, yeah, that's it, it, always it always comes down to you know an Aberdeen American Falls matchup somewhere in those brackets. Yeah, American Falls this year was eleven and three and three overall, five and zero oh and one in league play the one draw came against aberdeen they drew 2-2 uh back in, earlier in september um they then won the rematch 2 nothing so it's been a, a pretty tight pair of matches with aberdeen so far this year so uh we will keep an eye on yeah. that one and what i was going to say is you got to look at american falls and aberdeen is like an inner city rival like it's that kind of rivalry it's two different cities you know they're really close but i always think of it as like you know, when Pokey plays Highland or something like that, it's kind of that kind of atmosphere rivalry between those two schools. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's always fun when these two get together. Uh, and, and so they will play in the undefeated semifinal in the district five bracket. Let's just stay at three. A Sean um, district six tournament starts next Tuesday, October 10th. Um, basically one and two are locked in as are three and four. We just don't know what order. So basically you've got sugar Salem is five and oh, Teton is four and one. And then you've got Firth at one and four and South Fremont at zero and five. So there's a pretty clear delineation here between the top two and the bottom two. And here's it's high stakes, Sean, only one seed to state available, not even the chance at a play in match. It is going to be a, a really good team. Sugar is 14 and 0 and 1. Teton is 12 and 2. Somebody really good is going to be stuck at home. Yeah, you know, we saw this last year too. Just a it's a brutal, brutal bracket for those two teams because you know, all all uh, signs point to that being the matchup for that game. And I mean, it's it's gonna be a high stakes game and they know each other. That's a big rivalry as well. So man, a lot of pressure on that on that game if if that's what ends up panning out. Yeah, they uh, Sugar and Teton met for the first time on September 26th. The Diggers channeled their inner football team and won by a touchdown, 7-0. Uh, the rematch comes uh, tomorrow, 
Thursday, October 5th, regular season finale for each of those teams. Um, Teton needs to win to force a tie for the league title. If Sugar wins, they are the number one seed. Um, and Sugar Salem is already hosting the championship as well. You'll notice right here they rotate sites. So last year, Firth hosted. This year, it's Sugar Salem, regardless of whether the diggers are there or not. So, um, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that one for sure. And then we've got uh, at the 5A level, Sean, the District 5-6 tournament, uh, Rigby and Highland are kind of already slotted in. Rigby is going to be the four seed. Highland is going to be the three seed. Uh, we were waiting on Thunder Ridge and Madison to figure out who's going to be the one and who's going to be the two. Uh, but basically, um, and, and maybe Highland isn't locked into that three seed. I'm going to have to, because the standings, Sean, were ridiculous this year. Thunder Ridge played Madison, uh, last night, Tuesday, the third and one three to one. So the final standings look like this Thunder Ridge, three wins, no losses, three ties. Madison, two wins, one loss, three ties. Highland, two wins, no losses, four ties. So between Thunder, Highland, and Madison, they tied seven times with each other this year. And and that's and that's soccer, right? At the I mean, you just never it's never guaranteed like soccer. I don't think it's ever guaranteed. There's so many different scenarios and things that can happen in the game. Um, and especially when it's that even, I mean, I guess the good news is these games will not end in ties, right? These games are going to go to the PKs. Um, and again, you know, whoever you talk to, some people like it, some people don't, I think it's kind of exciting, but you know, you force a tie, you might not even be the best team, but you win the PKs. So, I mean, who, I mean, yeah, there. That's it's going to be up in the air. It's not very clear. Um, but I still, I still kind of like Thunder Ridge boys. Um, they, they, they kind of have a lot of good players coming into this, and that would kind of be my favorite if you had to ask me in this bracket. Yeah, Thunder and Highland tied each other twice this year, um, and then Highland and Madison tied twice. Highland literally tied. Uh, with Everyone. Madison both times zero zero, <laughs> so I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and then you know, and with soccer too, like a tie. If you don't know the full story of the game, you don't know. Like, was it you know just really a tie, or was there a penalty kick? You know what I mean? There's so many different little microchasms within a soccer game that just seeing the results doesn't always paint the picture. Yeah, so the opening round of this uh, district tournament is on Saturday, October 7th. I will know who's slotted where. I just I got to figure out who, who goes where in this bracket because Do they have a Kansas City playoff for soccer. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. They have a uh they light up at the 50-yard line and see who, who can, can make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's kind of entertaining. But... Right? Uh, that would be kind of fun. Um but that starts Saturday. Uh one and a half bids to state from this one. So second place gets the chance to go to state via a play in match. They would play the fifth place team from district three spoiler, spoiler alert. District three uh, was pretty good this year. So, you know, that's, that's a tough way to get in. You definitely want to win the district if you can. So that's, that's boy soccer, Sean, let's keep it on the girls side and we'll just start where we, left off. So Highland is the one seed in, in girls soccer for district five, six, five, a, um, they will play Rigby, the four seed on Saturday. And then again, we were waiting on two and three between Thunder Ridge and Madison, um, because they both went three and three in league this year. 
And wouldn't you know it, they both beat each other. <laughs> so Thunder <laughs> won the first matchup 3 nothing, And then Madison won yesterday, Sean, last night 3 nothing. So who gets that tiebreaker? I don't know yet. <laughs> but same, same deal here. One and a half bids to state. And so that's, I just wish all the district tournaments had the same rules on how they did the tiebreaker in the seating but it seems like every district has a different maybe set of rules so that'd be my play my plea is like why don't we just have one kind of way we do it so we'd know but anyways side just a sidebar there yeah highland though they went six and zero in conference play this year so they are the favorites coming into districts um their tightest match of the season came against thunder ridge back in september a one nothing win there for the lady rams but this is a this is a good team with uh tambry bell and devry bell and uh, you know, Mackenzie Wallace senior leading the the, the charge and, and Caitlin stats is always, you know, playing really well. And so, um, yeah, this is a Highland team that I've been very impressed with this year and we'll see if the lady Rams can, can make it to state. Um, this tournament again, starts on Saturday, October 7th, um, for a district five girls soccer, Sean started yesterday, uh pocatello is the one seed we talked about all year you know they are pretty consistently have been number one or two in the coaches poll uh the thunder went through the regular season 14 and 0 and 1 preston gets the two seed century is the three preston actually won here two nothing yesterday so preston and pocatello will play thursday night Four o'clock at Lookout Field in the undefeated semifinal. Century will await the loser in a loser out match. Yeah, I mean, pretty cut and dry here. Century or uh, Pocatello's been one of the top teams all year, and um, you could you got you get a sense like you, it's going to be a Pocatello like Bishop Kelly kind of maybe state championship is kind of what I'm feeling in the back of my mind. <laughs> Yes, and that, that's no slight to Preston or Century, but man, Pocatello girls have been so dominant. Honestly, kind of like the Century boys, right? There there wasn't much drama in District 5 soccer this year. No. Certainly, but um, best of luck to the Indians as they'll battle Pocatello in that undefeated semifinal on Thursday at 4 o'clock. Um, okay, 3A, Sean, District 5. The district tournament started yesterday. Unlike the boys where it's four teams, there's five teams because Malad plays girls soccer but not boys. So Marsh Valley is your one seed. They got an opening round by, and yesterday you had Malad uh, defeat Aberdeen 5-0. Malad is the four seed, Aberdeen the five. And then you also had number two, American Falls, beat number three, Snake River, 6-4. to four. So... Uh, Thursday, you've got a loser out match with Aberdeen and Snake River. You've also got a semifinal with Marsh Valley and Malad. Yeah, um, you know, American Falls and Marsh Valley always seem to end up in this kind of scenario. So, um, yeah, in, what an oh, someone's here. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's at the door. It might be the bug control guy. Hang tight. Uh, okay, fill some time real quick. Okay. Yeah, so American Falls and Snake River six to four. You, uh, that's a high scoring game, and you think, um, you know, I Snake River was talked about a little bit earlier this year, and you would like to think they're going to come back out and get another opportunity to get to state. And yeah, Marsh Valley has been the predominantly dominant team um, this year. 
in this conference. And so I like Marsh Valley and American Falls. I like Marsh Valley going to play American Falls in that that game there. And I was going to check and see um, what the final standings are. Yeah, so Marsh Valley went 7-0 and in conference and American Falls went uh, six and one, Sacred River went four and four, Malad two and six, and Aberdeen zero and eight. And American Falls lost to Teton, which is a good team, but they did lose to Marsh Valley and kind of an interesting score three to eight um, on August 31st. And then they did tie Marsh Valley one-to-one in September. So this this Marsh Valley American Falls game could be a very tremendous game um, for the championship. So I just kind of went over if, you know, Marsh Valley and, and American Falls, because early in the year, Marsh Valley beat American Falls 8-3, to but then later in September 21st, Marsh Valley and American Falls tied one-to-one. So Potentially a, a pretty good matchup coming coming in this draw. Could be. Uh definitely. Never a dull <laughs> moment on the prep cast, Sean. So oh, lordy lordy. All right. Um, our last bracket is 3-8 district six. See, this is why I gave you the option to, you know, we could record Wednesday or Thursday. And you said Wednesday. So all right, there's, I got a lot of stuff going on today, but I gotta do parent teacher conferences. Oh, that's also then, pretty important. And so. then I have to stay for I have to go to my kids and then do my students. So I would not be available really tomorrow night. Gotcha. Okay. No, that, that makes sense. That checks out for sure. Okay. Three, <laughs> a district six, Sean, kind of the same story. Sugar Salem and Teton, two really good teams. The diggers are 15 and zero. Teton is 10 and two last year. This was a one bid league. It's a one bid league again this year. And last year, of course, sugar was undefeated going into the district championship where they lost to Teton Teton snatched that lone bid and they're looking to do the same again this year. They will play one final time in the regular season. Sugar did win the first matchup this year um, by a final score of nine to two also winning by a touchdown like the boys did, but I don't know. We'll see. Could be interesting. I, yeah. I mean, I, when it's Teton and sugar in a district championship, uh, throw your records out the window and um, just settle in for a good matchup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, listeners might be wondering, Hey, where was the uh, high country conference for a district six? Haven't gotten those brackets yet. So if you're out there and, and you have those send them to Brandon at idahosports.com. We'll get them up on the website. Um, but again, we've got district tournament brackets for boys and girls soccer. We'll have volleyball soon as well. Um, all on the homepage at idahosports.com for every district around the state. So, yeah, keep it there. Uh, Sean, let's wrap up with football. Speaking of bracket talk, uh, oh I just I just dropped earlier today uh, the first bracketology post for the high school football season. I'll do this for the last three weeks of the regular season here in October. I thought we could just go classification by classification and kind of break down you know, the big, the big storylines with the bracket and how things look right now. That sound okay. Oh yeah. I okay. Mean, everyone's been asking about, about it. So, <laughs> so let's start at five a where East Idaho will get 
two bids to state automatically. There is also an at-large bid available um, as well. It's going to be fierce competition for that one at-large bid. But the story is basically Highland, Rigby, Madison, all kind of competing for those two spots. They all start conference play here over the final three weeks of the regular season. Um, and any of the three could get on a run here and, and win. In fact, there was a three-way tie last year or two years ago when Madison beat Rigby. Um, oh, yeah. Everyone remembers that. Um, but the way we projected it currently is we went with max preps rankings. Like when you've got teams that are tied or teams that haven't played any conference games yet, I just said, okay, who's got the highest max preps ranking? And for our projections, that's going to be the team that gets in. So right now it's Highland and Rigby. They both have higher max preps rankings than Madison and Madison. If, if it were to shake out that way and they were fighting for that at large bid, they only trail one team in the max preps rankings and that's Middleton. So right now, according to our projections, Madison would be out Middleton from the Boise Valley would get that final at large spot, but Madison could certainly play their way into a top three spot by knocking off Rigby or Highland or both. Yeah, I mean, and Madison's kind of been the question mark, I think, in that in that conference all year. But Highland and Rigby play this week, so that, what a that's a huge game, I think, for the whole state kind of wise implications as well. So one to keep your eye on. But Madison definitely has got to win at least one of them, right? I mean, they couldn't they couldn't lose both and have a chance. I don't think. Yeah, so this Friday, it's Highland and Rigby, and then the 13th, it's Highland and Madison, and then the 20th, Rigby and Madison. And so we will find out pretty quickly here. Uh, two teams get in for sure, possibly three, depending on who it is that's fighting for that at-large bid there. Uh, Class 4A, Sean. Um, District 5 gets one automatic bid. District 6 gets two. So in our current projections, those bids would go to Pocatello, and Hillcrest and Shelley. Now we projected Shelley because they're two and zero in conference. Even though I will note, Shelley still has to play both Hillcrest and Skyline coming up, so that could change. But either way, Skyline would also comfortably be in. And so the way it works in Class Four A football is there are eight auto bids awarded: uh, one from up north, two from District Three, two from the Magic Valley one from district five and then two from district six. And those eight automatically get the top eight seeds and they're slotted based upon their max preps rankings. So you could be a conference champion like Sandpoint and be seeded number eight overall because there's seven teams that are higher than you in the max preps rankings. All the winning a district guarantees is you get a top eight seed. It does not guarantee a top five. Um, and so I know that was a question last year with yeah. the bracket, um, but but as it stands, and 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 then the the next eight slots, nine through sixteen, all determined by Max Preps ranking. Okay, who are the next eight best teams according to Max Preps? And so who's who's in currently in our projections? Well, from District Five, it's Pocatello and Preston, believe it or not, and then also from District Six, Sean, we have Hillcrest, Shelley, Skyline, Bonneville. Idaho Falls, five teams from District Six. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I did the Idaho Falls Century game last week, and I said Idaho Falls is, was the best, you know, now two and four, but they're the best one and four team I've seen all year, and but they might not get in. So I, I, I still feel like they have to probably win most of their games to be secure in that at large, but. <laughs> 
and and I guess we should mention as well in my bracketology post, I break down how each classification handles the bids. And then I also said, okay, here are the matchups. If the playoffs started today, here's what the matchups would be. So, you know, backtracking to 5A briefly, uh, Rigby would host Mountain View right now. That'd be an interesting spicy matchup highland would have a first round bye at the 4a level sean hillcrest would be the number one overall seed they would host burley the 16 seed uh as it stood you would have then shelly as the six seed hosting emmett the 11 seed skyline would be the nine seed they would have to travel all the way to sandpoint the number eight seed for a playoff opener which would be brutal bonneville Bonneville right now would be the 10 seed. They would travel to Skyview, the number seven seed. And then Idaho Falls would be the 14 seed. They would travel to number three seed Pocatello. So you'd have Idaho Falls and Pokey in the first round. And then Preston, the five, the 15 seed would have to travel to Bishop Kelly, the number two seed, which, which of those potential matchups. And of course this is going to change a lot over the next yeah. few weeks, but which of those is most intriguing to you? Well, I mean, Idaho Falls versus Pocatello, I think, is super intriguing. I've, you know, seen Idaho Falls a few times live. I've seen Pocatello a few times live, and um, you know, after last week and Shelley almost, you know, taking taking the win over Pocatello, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to play. I, Idaho Falls is a team I don't want to play um, first round. I think they have a potential to do a lot of things uh, with Ellison at quarterback, and they have just a host of receivers um, and they have the running game starting to pick up. You know, I just, I wouldn't want to play them. <laughs> um, and just, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think they're, they're a team that has a lot of potential and is able to uh, kind of get it all together at the right time. They could, they could, they could win. I mean, they had all kinds of chances to beat skyline, which I think skyline is definitely really good too. So, um, I don't falls. I don't want to see. I, I find Emmett Shelley a very interesting matchup. I think they played first round a while ago, like maybe two years ago too, or something. But I find Emmett and Shelley. I find Shelley just the most intriguing team in four A right now. To be honest with you, <laughs> Shelley had Shelley had a seven nothing lead on Pocatello like all of last Damn. week, and, and then Pocatello kind of made a quarterback switch at halftime. Sean, they put Julian Bowie. Yep in a quarterback, which was interesting. And, and had more Carter Christensen running the ball too. Yeah. Car- uh, yeah. Carson Christensen. Carson, uh, excuse me. Yeah. No, you're good. He ended up scoring uh, the lone touchdown for Pocatello and then Garrett Keller kicked the, the uh, what? 33 yarder for the win there with a minute 30 to play. Um, so yeah, I don't know. To me, the most intriguing would be skyline having to travel all the way up to Sandpoint. That's a long trip to make for the opening round for the uh, three time defending champs. And of course, you know, skylight could easily, get one of those two auto bids and, and have a higher seat in a home game. And I can tell course. you, we talked about this though, but if you have to travel or do anything, if you have a good running game, I, I feel like you're fine. And I feel like, it'd be, you know, I feel like Skyline and Bishop Kelly have the two best running games, maybe out of these, all these four, a teams. And I feel like Skyline, if, if you have to go and travel and maybe the weather's bad up there, you know, you can run the ball. I, I think you feel pretty confident. Um, and in your abilities, just being able to run the ball. Definitely. All right, let's go to 3A, Sean, where District 5 and District 6 each get two automatic bids, and then there are three at-large bids available. Uh, District 6 is the easy one, right? Sugar Salem and Teton. They're both undefeated still, um, and they're they're both in. Uh, District 5 gets a little trickier. Snake River right now looks like the best team. 
according to Max Preps, Marsh Valley at 0-6, Sean. Not only are they in, they're in comfortably as a number 10 seed out of 14 at 0-6. Strength of schedule, boosting up the Eagles. (laughs) I mean, they did. I think, you know, and I remember talking about maybe a Soda Springs one year played a really tough schedule and kind of had the same scenario where they didn't win a lot of games, but because their schedule was so tough, they were able to uh, carve out a spot in that ranking system so they could potentially make the playoffs. So it seems like Marsh Valley's kind of found themselves in the same footing, if you would. Yeah, so as it stands right now, Marsh Valley would get that second auto bid, according to our projections, and then American Falls would actually get an at-large bid. And I've kind of been talking about American Mm -hmm. Falls a lot this year, a team that I really like. And so Sugar Salem would be the number one overall seed. They'd get a first-round bye. Snake River would be the number five seed. The five district champs automatically get the top five seeds. So Snake River would be the five seed. They'd have a first-round game with Wood River currently, the number 12 seed. Again, these aren't official. They're just projections. But it would be Wood River at Snake River. Uh, Battle of the Rivers there, Sean. Uh, Teton would be the sixth seed hosting American Falls, the 11th seed, an all-East Idaho matchup there. And then you would have Marsh Valley as the 10th seed having to travel the Weezer the number seven seed. Now, Marsh Valley, people are going to go a winless team making the playoffs. First of all, A, I think Marsh Valley will get at least a win, if not two, between now and the end of the season. And and B, if they didn't get another win, they would fall out. Enough teams would surpass them. So this is kind of just a weird blip on the radar. Um, Probably because a lot of those teams have losing records anyways. Yes. Right. How many of them have losing records? So... I mean, it makes sense that they're in now, but when the end, when the, all the f- games are finished, it's probably, you probably couldn't be 0-8 and, and get in. Right. <laughs> and and I mean, specifically, South Fremont is out currently. They play Marsh Valley in two weeks. I mean, if they win that game, they probably leapfrog Marsh Valley, you, you would you think. But yeah. I don't know. Pretty interesting uh, there. 2A, Sean. This is where East Idaho fans have a lot to talk about. Is at the 2A level. Okay, because the only thing that is guaranteed are your five district champions automatically get in and they get first round buys. So currently that would be North Fremont from District 6, West Side from District 5. Beyond that, the remaining six at large bids are determined via Max Preps ranking. But there's a caveat. Oh, the travel, the travel thing, right? No, no. no. So so that was last year that that is That isn't a thing this year, but we've seen the last two years, District 5 on the strength of Westside being such a dominant program and near the top of the Max Preps ranking, that rising tide lifted all the boats in District 5, where two years ago, four of the five teams made the playoffs. Last year, four of the five teams made the playoffs, right? It was Bear Lake, Westside, Aberdeen, and Soda Springs. They all made the postseason. That's not going to happen this year because there's a new rule in place that says a district can't take more than two of those at-large bids. So the maximum you could send to the playoffs from any district is three teams, your district champ plus two at-larges. And this comes into play because right now, Westside would be in as the number two seed overall. Bear Lake would be in as the number eight seed and Aberdeen would be in as the number seven seed. Okay. So you start looking down the list of max preps teams. Well, here's Malad, and they're ranked 10th in max preps, but because of this rule, Malad 
would be out and teams behind them would get in. Wow. I don't, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I mean, you've, you've got the rankings, but then now you've got another rule and I don't know. Oh man, that's, that's rough. Hopefully, hopefully they win the games, right? The conference games and the right teams get in, but say you have a bad game or someone gets injured. Your one game really is going to decide your season kind of right. I mean, <laughs> and, it, and it, it may have already happened for Malad. They played Aberdeen last Friday and lost 42 to 30. They played really well. They just couldn't get a stop on defense, but I don't know. I don't know if I like that where Malad is, is 10th in max preps rankings and they've got a winning record. And yet there's an arbitrary rule that cool. says your league can't get more than three teams in that, that rule seems to kind of handcuff having a good league. Right. I mean, yeah. and that's kind of, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> If you're, if everyone's that good, I, I mean, I don't know if I like that. That's more of the playing on the, we want more people to participate than actually have the best teams in the bracket. And I'm always on the best teams in the bracket personally. It's that classic representation versus best teams in argument. And so who benefits from this, right? Cause everybody moves up a spot in the conga line. If Malad drops out. So who benefits? Another East Idaho team, ironically enough, Ryrie would now slot in as the last team into the playoffs behind uh, Firth, um, who would be in as an at-large, according to our projections, and then North Fremont, who we've got uh, winning the league. So North Fre- so Westside would be the two seed with a first round bye. North Fremont would be the three seed with a first round bye. Aberdeen would be seven, Bear Lake eight, Firth nine, Ryrie 11. That last slot right now would belong to the Bulldogs. They just lost a double overtime game with Firth 36 to 30. It was a really compelling game in double OT. So I, I, I don't really have a problem with Ryrie being the last team in. Um, it's just interesting. I, I find this whole new rule kind of interesting. And look at those first round matchups are extremely interesting for, for this division, right? Uh, Wendell versus Aberdeen. That jumps out to me as the 10 and the 7 seed playing first round. And and then you get Firth Bear Lake having to play each other in the first round. I'm sure they'd be super excited for that. Um, but yeah, those first round matchups are super interesting. If it panned out today, but right, we're going to see some changes for sure as this develops. Yeah, the season. So you, yeah. So if the playoffs were today, you'd have Ryrie at Melba, 11 versus a 6. You would have Wendell at Aberdeen, 10 at a 7, and then Firth the 9 at Bear Lake the 8. Sean, Bear Lake and Firth played earlier this year in Firth. I was on the call for that game. Firth had the lead in the fourth quarter until they just didn't tackle on a screen pass. Bear Lake threw a screen to Bryson Crane. Nobody could tackle him, and 80 yards later, he was in the end zone for the game-winning touchdown. They won 14-13. to 13. It was a really close game. I'd be yeah. okay with that first round rematch that'd be exciting i don't know if they want it but i'm just <laughs> right <laughs> the teams want that but yeah i like it for east Idaho. yeah I'd, I'd be okay with that so that so that's the story with two way that's the big story is there's regardless of who it is there's going to be a very good team from district five that is not going to get into the playoffs at least at my interpretation of the rule and if i'm not reading that correctly you know somebody please let me know but that is that is the way I interpreted it and kind of, uh, you know, saw it shaken out. So 
Anyways, uh, and, and the travel rule is not in place where last year they had this rule that said like, oh, well, we can yeah. change the seatings if we want to make the matchups closer. But For um, travel costs or whatever. That's yeah. gone. That's I didn't okay. I didn't see that in there. So, OK, yeah. OK, eight man football. And then we'll get out of here. One eight D one district five, six gets one bid. It's going to go to Grace or Butte County. They play in a couple weeks. The loser of that game is still going to get in via the at-large. So really what's at stake is um, placement. Placement, right? If you if you win the district, you get a first-round bye. Um, if not, you're still going to have a home playoff game. It's just one extra game. Right now we have Grace as our projected champion only because they're 1-0 in the league. New County hasn't played yet at a conference game. That could easily flip-flop. Um, Butte County would be so grace would be the three seed in our current projections butte county would be the five seed basically the best at large team hosting idaho city the worst uh team so we'll we'll see um we we do have to mention though sean uh before we get any further down this rabbit hole we should have let off with this and we didn't that, that was my bad um but last friday butte county was playing kendrick on idahosports.com where all of a sudden in the second half of that game uh play stopped because of a very serious situation involving one of the butte county players um dylan waymeyer who was not from what i could tell was not in the game he was on the sidelines but uh had a medical emergency game stopped medical personnel had to come and and treat him uh ultimately he was taken to i think it was saint alphonsus hospital in in boise uh or nampa wherever that's at um but he's he's still in the hospital and and kind of fighting uh you know it didn't look good for a while and then it looked encouraging and uh, regardless a very scary situation um for a great young man uh in the in that butte county community dylan waymeyer uh, always a scary situation to see yeah that just it's not what you want you know you never want to see anyone get hurt and you never want to seem to have any issues when it if he wasn't even playing either right that's that's the worst luckily i mean i guess on hindsight luckily it happened there and there was that's probably the closest response time you're gonna get um it's probably because you already had medical people there yes yeah. <laughs> and, and and so um and we just happened to be there broadcasting the game and that's never easy. I want to commend our broadcasters, Gary Jones and Logan green for uh, bringing some, the, the appropriate tone to the situation. Uh, I mean, the game stopped and it was called right. Kendrick got the win, which is not super important. Uh, and then both teams knelt at midfield and they prayed for a long time because this, this was a scary, like you, you could hear a pin drop at, the, at that, at that football field in Middleton. Uh, it was a really scary deal. Um, a GoFundMe has been set up for Dylan to help defray some of his medical expenses. We've shared it a couple of times on social media. Um, all you have to do is go to the IdahoSports.com Facebook page or Twitter account, and you'll you'll see the link there. Um, this was created. This GoFundMe was created four days ago, Sean, and they came in with a with a goal of twenty five thousand dollars. They've almost doubled that. They've raised over $42,000 so far. Oh it just the generosity is just incredible here, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's unbelievable. What a what a great thing for to ease any other I mean, ease if you can ease anything when family's going through a situation like that, um taking some of that financial burden away is just um uh, it's magical, right? It's just that's what it is. 
Uh, yeah. it's, it's a miracle in itself. So I'm impressed with the communities we have here in Idaho for sure to be able to do that. So Dylan was taken to the hospital last Friday and, and immediately goes into emergency surgery to remove a blood clot, mm-hmm. to stop the bleeding, and to reduce swelling on his brain. Anytime you're talking about swelling on the brain, that's very serious stuff. And so, and I'm, this is from the GoFundMe. This is, this is not me talking. This is from the GoFundMe fighting for his life. And so, you, I mean, obviously our thoughts and prayers are with Dylan Absolutely. as he recovers. Uh, and again, that GoFundMe link, uh, you can find it on the IdahoSports.com Facebook page, as well as uh, Twitter. And um, if you ever, any amount helps. Um, and so anything you can donate to help this young man out from, from Butte County um, would be greatly appreciated, but yeah. a big, good reminder, right, Sean, there's more to life than, than a, than a silly game like football. Absolutely. You know, that's uh, like the game I did earlier this year with Highland and century and Deacon Crabtree went down and you could hear the pin drop, but you know, both sides were supportive and making sure it was all right. And that's, that was the best part of it. Seeing, everyone come together just to make sure, you know, the young man was all right. Cause that's at the end of the day, that's what matter. Everyone's going to go on and, you know, live their lives and do different things. And that's, that's an important thing we're looking for. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty incredible. Um, so Dylan Waymeyer from Butte County, our thoughts and prayers are, are certainly with you as you continue to recover, you know, big consideration too, is he's at this hospital now in the treasure Valley and, you know, mom and dad live at home in, in, you know, an Arco yeah. that's, that's five hours away. That, that also is, you know, a strain on the family. So yeah, scary situation for sure. Um, and, and our thoughts and prayers are with Dylan Waymeyer there. Um, last, no good way to pivot out of that story, <laughs> but one AD two football, Sean, it's, it's Rockland and North gem. There's two bids available to state two auto bids and that's it. There are no at large bids. In 1A D2 football, North Gem beat Mackey last week, 28-22. Rockland plays Mackey this Friday. Uh, we think Rockland's going to win that game. Teague Matthews had nine touchdowns last week for Rockland in a win over Rimrock. Um, if Rockland wins that game over Mackey, it's pretty much d- done. Rockland and North Gem will get the two playoff spots, and then they will play in the final week of the regular season to see who is the league champ. Yeah, Teague Matthews has been tearing it up for Rocklanders. Tons of uh, Twitter clips of him running for touchdowns. So that's been pretty fun to see. You know, we got to see him play basketball at Grace Luther one time, and he's worth the price of admission to that football game. I can tell you that much. (laughs) Definitely. Um, You want to win the league. The league champion does get a first round bye. The second place team would have to travel to the second place team from District 4. That could be Hagerman, it could be Dietrich. Could be Castle Ford, could be Hanson, could be Camas County. I'm not sure. There's a lot to sort out over there in, in District 4, but it's a road game uh, and a first-round game. So you definitely want to win the league if you can. But if you want to see all of the you know the bracketology projections and how each classification is handling the postseason this year, um, you can you can do that at IdahoSports.com. We've got the bracketology post right at the top of the page and you with can check the, it out there. With a very classy picture of you on it there. Yeah, my <laughs> floating head in the middle of a bracket and then it says following the science. Yep. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'll wear a mask ne- next time for the bracket. 
<laughs> get it falling anyways yes yeah anyways before we dovetail into that discussion uh we'll wrap it up uh thank you for tuning into the uh, east idaho prepcast everybody uh, this is the time of year where idahosports.com is going to be the place you want to go we've got coaches polls still going we've got district tournament brackets we'll have state tournament brackets very soon uh, bracketology every week we do the weekly rewind where we try to recap every football game uh, basically this is the time of year where you just want to go to the site every day and get caught up on what's happening so yeah like the you know because we'll, like you said we have the district brackets so we'll have a bunch of state brackets and no time here for soccer volleyball uh cross country too has got to be coming up pretty close to cross country state too um, we'll have golf results. So uh, I forget when they move, you know, they moved all these sports now. Right. So now we've got all these other sports and it's just golf. I'm making it sound way bigger than it is, but uh, we got, there's just, everything happens kind of, it's kind of slow. And then everything happens all at once with the, the districts and the state. And then, yeah. And then football goes on forever, but these other sports are going to be, they're coming towards the end, which if you can't, can't it's hard to believe. <laughs> yeah and cross country by the way this year is being hosted at the portnif wellness complex right there in pocatello for cross country so yeah it's always nice when east <laughs> idaho gets the host so yeah a lot of people really like how they do the course there at the wellness center it, you know it's, i think it's a night i guess i would call it kind of compact right because they have it just in that area there but it seems to be a pretty cool venue and then they give they've given out awards on that stage right they have the amphitheater there so it's kind of got a little of everything what what a cool if you've never been to the amphitheater and um the wellness center it's a cool it's a very cool venue but i think it's just what a cool venue to be able to give out those awards and have all the seating and you know kind of make a cool spectacle of uh cross country the winners and the championship teams there very uh viewer friendly yeah. venue there at Portniff Wellness Complex. It's easy to follow a lot of the action where other courses you're basically running as much as the athletes yeah. to try and watch them. So yeah, you can pretty much watch it all, right? I mean you can the bigger tracks they're in the woods by a lake or whatever. You can't always see everything. Um you definitely could you can catch it all and kind of see the turns and the different turns and the different taking a lead and pacing happen all at the same time. Yep. So anyways, a lot of stuff happening here in East Idaho. We've gone long again, Sean. We had somebody come to my door in the middle of the show. Uh, I promise it'll be more on point, a little tighter next week. All right. All right. All right. I'm, yeah. I believe you. <laughs> yeah. That's out of real convincing. I appreciate you. Uh, the, the people, the, the, the people want to hear me, Brandon. So if we have to go long, we'll, we'll do it. Cause that's I, right. I like my viewers. <laughs> that's right all right well thanks for tuning in everybody to the east idaho prepcast for sean kane i'm brandon bainey and we'll see you next time on idahosports.com